world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I want to encourage you a little bit here before we get going too much. Got my got my warring hat on today because I really feel like we're want to go to war you know i got a group of us we're kind of keeping it low key a group of us who are uh, doing whatever we can to cleanse our temples uh, doing some fasting some different stuff like that and i want to i want to encourage you out there those of you who are doing that and by the way if any of you want to join it we're on a six-week journey here one of the hardest things that you ever do ever is uh if you can control what you eat what you put in your mouth it'll it'll develop a a personal spiritual discipline within you it's called fasting fasting has a lot of a lot of advantages. And so uh, we, we started this Cleanse the Temple uh, uh, initiative. A lot of people who are, who are trying, to, uh, trying to be part of it. And um, I, I always start mine out by, by, by a, a three-day fast, a three-day fast. So I started, when we went into this, uh, this initiative, I started on, what, what is today, Wednesday? Uh, on Monday, Tuesday, I haven't had a bite of food since Sunday night at five. I always do it this because it's a good way to jumpstart it. I'm not, some of you can do it. Some of you can't. I want to. I want to give you a lesson. Okay, I want to give you a lesson. So last night uh, I was day two, gone two days, haven't had a bite of food in two days, drinking a lot of fluids, cleansing my temple, yada yada yada. And boy, all of a sudden last night I got the most unbelievable urge to eat. I smelled. My wife was cooking something over. Maybe it was chicken breast. I don't know what it was. Boy, oh boy. And I kept saying to myself, hey, you can go. You can go now. Go ahead." Come on, it's been two days. You're okay. You're okay. And I said, I knew that when you do three days of fasting, uh, if you want some information on that, by the way, I sent it out to the fasting email today. If you want some information on what a three-day fast does in regards to rebooting your immune system, reparation, uh, re- repairing your body, I mean, it's, it's a lot of really, really good information. So I was two days into the fast, and last night and John Diamond shows up, and, man, I want to eat, and I want to eat. And uh, I was fighting that urge to eat. And all of a sudden, I said to myself, I'm not going to eat. I said, listen, in order for me to get to a three-day fast, if I stop right now, in order for me to get to a three-day fast, I got to start over and do two days again. And now I'm at two days and it's hard. I'm going for a three-day fast. And I said no to my appetite. And I won the victory. I won the victory. Did I, was I hungry? Yeah, I was hungry, but it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. And so I sit here today, three days, haven't had any food, starting my third day, haven't had any food. I'm trying to encourage you out there to understand that we need to develop spiritual disciplines. If you cannot control what you put in your mouth, come on, man, come on. So I want to encourage all of you out there. And by the way, if you wanted some information on what fasting does for you, uh, text me, email me, whatever, and I'll send you the, it's really, really good. I sent it out to the group this morning. So I want to encourage you that even those of us who have experienced it, uh, fasting and cleansing the temple, it struggles, man. It struggles. It's temptation. You have to push through. You have to say, as Nancy Reagan said, just say no. Just say no. Cool. All right. I'm going to show you some stuff today. I'm really uh, amped up. I'm amped up. Can I tell you why I'm amped up? I'm amped up because we are right now, the old football coach in me tells me, we are right now, we're in, we're in the two-minute two drill right now. We're in the two-minute drill, I believe, for the future of America right now. I, I believe it's that serious. I really believe it. And I think if you look around, we'll notice that uh, there's panic on the other side. Panic on the other side. Did you guys see this? Pull up for me real uh, quick, Spencer. Uh, excuse me, I clicked on the wrong thing. Pull up uh, Ray Epps. Pull that up. I sent that to you, didn't I? Yeah, pull up Ray Epps. I don't know if you guys saw this. You guys know who Ray Epps was? Everybody know who Ray Epps was? Show us pictures so they all know who he is. Scrolling down. Ray Epps was the guy. Come on, come on, show us. There's Ray Epps. 
He was a guy out there encouraging. They got all kinds of video of Ray Epps out there encouraging the crowd. Go in there. We got to go in the building. And he's he doing all that stuff. And look what happened yesterday. See, they've accused him of being an, a Fed, which he was, clearly was a Fed. And they ask uh, uh, the head of the FBI if they had any Feds. And, of course, he wouldn't say. Not allowed to. Look at this. Look, at look. Scroll to top. Scroll to top. Ray Epps. Very top, Spencer. Ray Epps. No jail time. One-year probation, $500 fine, 100 hours community service. They would put Bill Dunphy in jail for 20 years. They put Isaac Yoder in jail for a year. Folks, there's something seriously wrong. Something's seriously going on here. And so we have to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, evil spirits in high places. Weapons of our warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we better understand that our brothers and sisters are under It's real people getting faced with real jail sentences in real kangaroo courts. It's going on. And we can't sit back and send them cards and let us all enjoy your time in jail. We're praying for you in jail. We got to marshal our troops right now from a spiritual standpoint to go to war for those guys. So that's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm facing uh, here today. I'm going to show you another one because the uh, there's, a t- there's an Operation Save America group, ten of them, who are going to trial next week in Tennessee. I got to figure out how the heck we're going to get down there. And I got this email of Eva. It says Eva, Eva, folks. This is serious stuff. Eva Edel is an 87 year. Hang on a minute is an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor. And she's one of them on trial, 87 years old. All they did is they showed up outside the abortion clinic. They sat down. They prayed that the babies would be saved. They tell us that there is a, what do they call it? A face, federal access to clinic entrance law they violated. But folks, there is no constitutional right to an abortion. So the face law should not apply. It shouldn't apply. But I want you to watch this, just a two-minute TikTok clip on Eva Adel. 87-year-old Eva Adel. By the way, Cal's Astro, our buddy there. Obviously, this picture's a little old. Cal's a little older than that. Go ahead. Meet Eva Adel, follower of Jesus Christ and longtime friend of Operation Save America. Watch to find out why she may spend years in prison. Uh, Ms. Clark, who's Eva Adel? Um, Chairman, that that is not a name that I'm familiar with. Well, I'll I'll try to familiarize you with her. She's an 87-year-old pro-life advocate who survived a communist concentration camp in Yugoslavia after World War II that you guys have charged under the FACE Act for praying and singing in front of an abortion clinic. Is that the best use of Justice Department's time and energy? The FACE Act has been uh, a law that this body passed in response to efforts to obstruct access to uh, reproductive health clinics, threats of violence. Folks, listen, there's been no violence ever, as far as I know, outside of abortion clinics by Operation Save America. To see, they, they play the same card over and over. They fake violence. They take peaceful Christians and they fake violence at J6. They take peaceful Christians and they they yell violence, violence, violence at the abortion clinics. They have the same game they play over and over and over. And we have to understand that part of our job is to wake up our fellow Christians to understand exactly what it is that's going on and how we have to engage in this battle from a spiritual standpoint. Hey, look, I know, I know I'm making them mad. I know I'm making the feds mad. Huh? But for the grace of God, go I anyway, right? So I want to I want to I want to focus on a little bit of that here this morning. Pull up the email it says Wolf. Wolf is all it says on Spence. I think it sent it to you. Okay, folks, we have sheep, wolves, and sheep dogs. That's what we're dealing with. Sheep have no capacity for violence. Healthy and productive citizens. That's most Christians. A wolf has capacity for violence. And has no empathy for your fellow citizens, especially the sheep. And a sheep dog has a capacity for violence and a deep love for his fellow citizens. 
the vast majority of Americans are not inclined to hurt one another. They are sheep. They're kind, gentle, productive creatures who can only hurt one another by an accident. Eva Adel is a sheep. Then there are wolves who feed on the sheep without mercy. That would be the Justice Department. That would be Merrick Garland. That would be Joe Biden and his administration. What do they do? They feed on the sheep without mercy. Evil men who are capable of evil deeds. Sheep live in denial. They do not want to believe that there is evil in the world. That's who you go to church with. That's who most of you go to church with. People who don't believe in the evil. They don't believe it. They don't believe it. The sheepdog lives to protect the flock and confront the wolf. That'd be Steve Deck. That'd, that'd be Steve Deck. That'd be Dale Sosha. That'd be Randy Lunsford. That'd be Betty Perkins. The sheepdog lives to protect the flock and confront the wolf. Sheep generally do not like the sheepdog. Somebody say amen. He looks a lot like the wolf. The sheepdog looks a lot like the wolf. He has fangs and the capacity for violence. Sheepdog does. He is a constant reminder that there are wolves in the land. However, the sheepdog will never hurt a sheep. When a wolf comes, the whole flock tries to desperately to hide behind one lonely sheep dog. It's where we are, folks. It's where we are in America. Hey, we're the sheep dogs. We're the sheep dogs. I have to understand what's going on now. You know, I'm get, I get some more information on Eva. I could show about. I, I just, that's not where I want to go. Um, go to the Liberty Action Network because for because Mel and Craig and some others. Hey, hey, coach. hey, coach. Uh, yeah. yes. uh, Mel's having problems get with her computer because that got sent to her real late. So, Spencer she just told me to... she just texted me, says it's ready to go. Oh, okay. Well, then yep. text I me stand corrected. Thank you. So, pull up, uh, pull up action if you can. Nope. Uh, maybe not. If not, Spencer, I sent it to you. I sent it to you on action, Pastor Bill. There it is. Okay, folks, here's what we're doing. Hey, this isn't just some show where you come in and watch, and at the end of the day, you feel good and think, oh, Q's in charge. Q's in charge. It's all okay. It's all going to be okay. Yeah, Jack, define reproductive health, what that means. How can be murdering a baby be reproductive health? So a 12-day intercession for Pastor Bill Dunphy and all the J6ers, beginning of the day. Do you intend to stay here while your brothers go across and do all the fighting? Moses asked the men of Gad and Reuben, why do you want to discourage the rest of the people of Israel from going across to the land that the Lord has given them? That's Numbers 32, 6 from the New Living Transition. When the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and half of Manasseh asked for land on the other side of the Jordan River from the Promised Land, Moses' response was, I guess much hasn't changed over the last 3,400 years. Some do most of the fighting, while others simply watch. Pastor Bill Dunphy's facing unwarranted charges. Ray Epstein! Ray Epstein facing 20 years in jail. He's facing unwarranted charges and penalties for standing up to injustice and flawed election system checks and balances procedure. Hey, folks, even if the election was run perfectly, he had the right to go petition his government. In the United States, the right to petition is enumerated in the First Amendment of the United States Constitution, which specifically prohibits Congress from abridging the right of the people to peaceably assemble to petition the government for redress of grievances. That is a God-given First Amendment right banning the government from shutting your mouth. Do you understand that, friends? Huh? Peaceably assemble. So the government had to make sure it was unpeaceable. That's why they embedded all those FBI agents in us in there, as Clay Higgins has told us. Pastor Bill did so on the steps January 6th, preaching the word. He now faces 30 years for redressing his government on the steps. 
Many of the church folks have abandoned him. And Pastor Bill's our need as he faces a trial at 33-3 Constitutional Ave, New York, Northwest Washington D.C. on Monday. My blood pressure is rising. Our action is to be prayer and intercessors over the courthouse and judge presiding over the trial. Reggie Walton is a trial. So FBI, we are, want you to know we are going into a spiritual initiative, a spiritual war. Bible teaches us we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We are going to war on behalf of our Christian friends. Not only Bill Dunphy, but Eva Adel and Cal Zastro and Eva Zastro and all of those down in Tennessee, we're going to war. Our action is to be in prayer and intercession over the, that courthouse and the judge presiding over the trial, Reggie Wilson. We're going to pray that God would move in a mighty way to bring the truth to light in Pastor Bill's case and others involved in January 6th. That any deception or illegal activities of government itself would come to light. The government is openly breaking the law. We have a right to a speedy trial. Some of those guys have been in jail for three years without a trial, without bond. The context of the charges in light of all the new information on January 6th will shed light on Pastor Bill's case. And the warring angels from the Most High God will seek after truth and justice, will be positioned over that courthouse and courtroom and all involved in Pastor Bill's defense. Can everybody have to say amen? Can anybody give me a thumbs up? Just say amen. 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 We agree on that, don't we? Amen. We agree. We're going to be reading Psalm 33 in agreement. 12 days from January 10th till the beginning of the trial on January 22nd as a covering over Pastor Bill's trial and all other January 6ers who are facing trials. So here's Psalm 33. Who wants to read that for us today? I'll, get, I'll do it. Go ahead, Steve. Rejoice in the Lord, O ye righteous, for the praise is coming, comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with harp, sing unto him with the, with the psaltery and the instrument of ten strings. Sing unto him a new song, play skillfully with a loud sound. For the word of the Lord is right, and his workers are done in truth. He loveth righteousness and judgment. The earth is full of goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathered the waters of the sea together as a heap. He layeth up the depth in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, at, it was done. He commanded it. He commanded it, and it stood fast. The Lord bringeth the counsel, the, he, the heathen to naught. To, he maketh the devices of the people of none effect. The counsel of the Lord standeth forever. The thoughts of his hearts are all uh, to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is it. Blessed is the nation whose God is is the Lord. The people whom he had chosen for his own inheritance. The Lord looketh for heaven. And behold, all the sons of men. For the place of the inhabitants, he looketh upon the inhabitants of the earth. He hath fashioned their hearts alike, and he considereth all their works. There is no king to save by the multitude of a host. A mighty man is not delivered by much strength. A horse, a horse is in vain, uh, vain thinking. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither right. shall he deliver any, or be his great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him, upon that he that, that that hope in his mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is he is our help and our shield. For the heart shall be rejoice in him, because he, we have trusted in his holy name. What thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us, according to according as we hope in, in thee. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, we just ask you right now, Lord, send an army of angels, Lord, over that wicked, wicked court, those uh, wicked government officials, Lord. We ask you that you bring them down. You told us to pull down strongholds, principalities, and powers, Lord. You said, why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of this earth have set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord, against his anointed. And Father, we ask you to show up with your might and your power on behalf of those who are being unjustly 
persecuted for the cause of Christ. We ask you to show yourself mighty on behalf of them. Do a miracle in front of our very eyes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Folks, I would ask you, you, as it comes to your mind this today, read Psalm 33. Read Psalm 33 out loud. Continue. Look, it's like firing a gun. Uh-oh. Sorry, FBI. Sorry, FBI. Bang, 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 bang. Artillery from many different directions. We ask that you would engage in that today, all right? We're going to continue for 12 days to intercede on their behalf. If you could, Spencer, pull up. This is a curveball. Pull up um, Pull up this month's newsletter. Pull that up for me here real quick. I showed you folks this yesterday. This is what we're interceding on. Remember I told you yesterday, what did Niemöller say? It came from me, yada, yada. We know how that goes. That's not, no, the newsletter, the newsletter. <clears throat> Monthly newsletter. Let me see that. The one you put together for me. <clears throat> okay, 30 seconds. We're going to get, I want you to show that we're engaging. We've been engaging. We're asking people around the country to engage for on behalf of these guys, okay? So here's the newsletter we sent out this month. Spencer's trying to find it there in his web of stuff. I threw him a curveball. Wasn't ready for it. There it is. Isaac Yoder is in jail, all right? He's already in jail for doing nothing more than showing up like that. Think what they did to the folks at Antifa. Think what they did to them. They burnt down Portland, Oregon. They tried to burn down the White House. Come on, they did. They did. They're not in jail. Pastor Bill Dunphy. Pastor Bill Dunphy, he's the next on the, on the firing, uh, firing line. Coming after him, 20 years in jail. Never went inside. Huh? They don't care. Next one, next one. And the, the 10 people in Tennessee that we're fighting for. Chet Gallagher, I mean, this, this so infuriates me that I can't tell you. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you. So let's be interceding on behalf of these folks, okay? Amen. Amen. Come on in, Myra. Coach, um, my husband really enjoys reading your newsletter. And this January 2024 newsletter was no exception. It's outstanding writing and inspires you to go the extra mile. Hallelujah. And in regard to... um. Sheep wolves and sheep dogs, it is written Matthew 10, 16 through 18. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles. You Hallelujah. You understand that Bill Dunphy is at war. He is being brought before governors and kings for a testimony against them. Against them. He's going to speak on their behalf. Uh, I, look, I don't want to beat a dead horse. This is really, really, this is really, really serious stuff. Do do me a favor, Spencer. Pull up the link that says, what did it say on it? Uh, Fed Surrection. Fed Surrection. Pull that up. This is a good link. Julie sent this to me. I'm going to put stick this thing in the chat. Uh, <clears throat> they still haven't found $500,000 award. Still waiting for that pipe bomber that they never found, huh? Wonder who that was all about. Scroll down, Spence, quite a ways down. I'm going to read some of this stuff to you real quick. <clears throat> going down more, more, and more, and more, and more. So these are some questions that we need to ask ourselves about January 6th. Keep on going down. Keep going down. Right there. <clears throat> I will present as a series of questions and answers. I'm just going to read through this real quickly. How do you prevent Congress from delaying the certification of state electoral votes? So in other words, when people showed up, how do you do that? How do you, it requires a crisis. In other words, when when people when they were going to um, the election was going to be challenged on January sixth. Uh, it was going to be challenged. In fact, they had senators who were going to make a motion to challenge it. 
How do you prevent that? Why? It requires a crisis, a crisis that creates an emergency, and an emergency that evokes special house rules. Facts. Remember, carefully focus, please. Just moments, literally three minutes before two representatives issued a vote for motion to suspend the, the, the certification, the House members were informed by Capitol Police and other agents that there was a mass pro. Do you understand what's going on? They're in session in the Senate, and they're getting ready to introduce a bill to stop certification of the election. And what happens? Well, lo and behold, the police come in and say, oh, we have to evacuate, have to evacuate. Question two, was it necessary to halt the chamber process? The crisis was created to eliminate the motion challenge to halt the certification and bring voting to look into voting irregularities. Facts. The two motions were completely legal and constitutional under at least two constantly recognized procedures, procedures that would require the House to pause the certification and then vote to determine whether the motions of suspend could move forward. All they wanted to do was suspend the certification so they could do an investigation. And lo and behold, before they were able to do that, a riot broke out. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? Hmm. What was so important to refuse this motion? The subsequent votes to suspend electoral certification. It was important to remove that process entirely. Continue the fraud and certified the fraud with no detractors on record. This effectively gives no standing for a SCOTUS ruling appeal. Understand this. If those two motions, even just one, had successfully been voted, even if the motions were denied in the vote, this gives those who presented them standing for a constitutional legal argument before SCOTUS. Do you understand, friends, why they could not let that vote took place, take place? They couldn't let it take place. Could this have been done some other way than creating a crisis or protest? Unlikely. In order to prevent those two motions, it requires that the Speaker of the House, uh, Nancy Pelosi, minority leaders, and the President of Congress, Vice President United Pence, to not be present in the chambers. So all they had to do was yell riot, and they could take off and boom. No, no session, Congress. Once the Capitol Police and other law enforcement agents informed the Speaker and these three other individuals, Pelosi, unilaterally, under emergency rules, it suspended the business of Congress. This protest was necessary. This crisis was created because there was no other way to suspend the business of certification unilaterally. By creating a crisis that invokes emergency procedures and no other circumstances other than war or mass simultaneous Explosive diarrhea can create such unilateral speaker-delivered suspensions of the certificate. You guys understand what's going on? You understand what, what's really going on on January 6th? Okay. So why did the motions, once it, uh, once a day the speaker reconvened, why did the motions, once the speaker reconvened Congress, move forward back to the floor? Why didn't they put them back on the floor? Why were members allowed to even, why were members disallowed to even consider putting forth any motions? So they come back into session and Nancy basically shuts it down without anybody being able to make a motion. Well, the speaker initiated, who's the speaker? Nancy Pelosi initiated the new session under special emergency rules. These rules abandon and make it clear that the only purpose for this new session was to expedite the certification and to miss all prior regular session procedural rules. This is why the two motions to table votes to consider a debate and pause to the certification state vote electors never happened on that evening when the House business was reconvened. In other words, those who were going to bring objections were never given the opportunity to lawfully make the objections. Are you? You see this, folks? See what's going on? Oh, my goodness. Other than new rules, emergency rules, what other peculiar things occurred when the speaker reconvened? Well, members were allowed to vote in proxy, remote, and not being present. They could vote and not even be in the, in the chambers. You can use your imagination about what conditions were placed on all members during this time to prevent anyone from getting out of line. Also, clearly, it was at this new session that Vice President Pence, President of Congress, would also have no ability to even consider pausing the electoral certification because there was no motion of disagreement 
on the matter. These guys are good, aren't they? Aren't they good? So in a technical legal claim, he is correct that he had no constitution. Pence can say he had no constitutional authority. He can say that because a jury rigged the rules. Wow. So he can say that he had no authority to address any of the fraud or doubts about electoral irregularities. But this is completely dismisses the fact that Congress created the rules in this crisis emergency that never allowed them to be floored. Wow, wow, wow. So understand what happened on January 6th. Don't get hung up on Viking imposters, stolen Pelosi computers, podium heists, and complicit capital work under the process and what happened and what was not allowed to happen. This was a coup, my friends. It was very well organized and carefully planned coup. Vice President Pence, without a doubt, as well as most members of the House, were quite aware of how the certification was going to be managed. It would require new rules to debate to prevent the debate clause from occurring. New rules that only an emergency crisis could create. So they created an emergency. I'm going to stop right there. Put it in the chat. You can read the rest of it. Anybody out there seen what's going on? Anybody understand exactly what's going on? So that when they can say that, you know, uh, Pence did the right thing, didn't have any power, they're, they're telling the truth. So they're telling the truth. Roger, come on in. They're good. They're good, man. They're good. You know, Dave, though, I will say this. Let's assume Trump had another four years. Much of what has been revealed the last four years would not have come out. That's for sure. Now, we're going to pay a deep price for that information, and we may recover. But it is clear in the last four years what has been revealed to the American people is the corruption of our government in no, any way, shape, or form. So I don't like that it was stolen. I don't like the maneuvering. But I think it's it's almost coming full circle now. It's taken a while. Our hope and prayer is that God continues to reveal uh, what took place and what is going on now. But uh, I think a lot of this would not have been re- revealed had That's we right. not been through all this. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose, right? Huh? Yeah. And, oh. and, and pull up for me uh, number seven. I'm going to, I got to, look, I got a couple clips today. I got to show you, okay? Uh, so this, just hold off if you would for me. This is informational for you today. Pull up number seven. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with Tucker Carlson, but I know this, folks. When things are out of the bottle, they're out of the bottle. When Tucker Carlson starts talking about some of this stuff, I still don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He could be false opposition. I still really don't know, okay? We have to be really, really careful on all this, on this stuff. But Spencer, if you could, go to the video, put it at 1.5 speed if you can, and start it at the two-minute mark. It's 11 minutes. We're not going to watch all this. Put it at, the, put it at 1.5 speed, start it at the two-minute mark, and Tucker is showing us the timeline. It just, I'm in charge back. Of I want you to hear this. I want you, I want you to hear this, this scoundrel, right? Start uh, not there. Start about right there. That'll be good. That'll be good. These Trump voters are rotting in prison. Why? And since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. They applaud that. They applaud that. What's Trump done? Instead of calling them criminals, he's called these these insurrectionists patriots. He's a vicious and cruel and hollow man and really gets the credit for any of that. But it was on display in that speech. It's on display all around us. And the only reason they get away with it is because, again, most of us have no real idea what actually happened on January 6th. But it is knowable because it was filmed from thousands of angles. And that tape still exists. To some extent, it's still being suppressed by the Republican Speaker of the House, by the way, who could release it but hasn't memo to the speaker, go ahead and release that video. But there's still enough in the public domain that a group of filmmakers decided to put it all together. Now, there's very little editorial commentary in their new documentary. It's called January 6th, A True Timeline, and it should be the most famous film in the United States, but it's not. We're hoping that changes soon. The movie lays out the day's events moment by moment. It shows you what actually happened at the Capitol from video that they did not shoot, but collected once again from the public domain, in some cases from liberal journalists who were on the scene. And they discovered a lot. For example, at 224, while crowds outside the Capitol were still growing, The president, then president, President Trump, tweeted this. The USA demands the truth. 
That's a very famous tweet. The January 6th special commission, the fake committee of liars who, quote, investigated January 6th, made reference to that tweet repeatedly. They claimed it was the reason that protesters breached the Capitol. But that's a lie, like so much of what they said. Video from that day collected in this documentary tells a very different story. At the moment that Trump tweeted that, Metro police, law enforcement on the scene, appeared to have accidentally tear gassed themselves and run away from the scene. That's what the video shows. And that night. left a path to the Capitol. Folks, I want, you, I want you to, this is critical for you to understand because many of us were there. The police started it. They fired, uh, not real grenades, smoke grenades. They fired rubber bullets. They fired into the crowd who was doing nothing more than gathering. Go ahead. Test for yourself. Here's the video. Our investigation found that immediately after the president's 2.24 p.m. tweet, the crowds both outside the Capitol and inside the Capitol surged. What the January 6th committee failed to mention was that it was officers misusing munitions and CS gas at that same time that led to a surge. DC MPD officer Cowery, at the urging of Officer Thau, misfires a CS gas canister that eventually... Spencer, start this. Go, go back to the beginning when this video starts. Put it on regular speed. And folks, I want you to read. This is... I want you to read what the police are saying. They started this fight. Go. Sixth committee failed to mention was that it was officers misusing munitions and CS gas at that same time that led to a surge. Hey, Rich. Reason. Put it over the Hey, Rich. Put it over the effing scaffolding. Go ahead. DC MPD officer Cowery, at the urging of Officer Thau, misfires a CS gas canister that eventually forces police to fall back and lose their position. Hard up in the air, Rich! Hard up over it, Rich! I just got it! As officers on the West Plaza, unequipped with gas masks, struggle breathing, the plume of CS gas can be seen from the overhead camera on the lower right corner of your screen. It blows over the entire area of the West Plaza that the police had secured for nearly an hour. So they tear gas Within three minutes of the officer's CS gas misfire, the police line on the West Plaza entirely collapses. You want to stop in a second? Do you understand that? So we now know. They shot tear gas into the crowd. The tear gas blew on the police officers, and the police officers retreated. And when the police officers retreated, the crowd moved forward. Go ahead. That there were more than 200 plainclothes informants in the crowd. Some of them were already inside the Capitol before it was, quote, breached, before law enforcement opened the doors for the protesters in some cases. They were already inside, so you can draw your own conclusions from that. But we also The FBI was already inside the ground those were local dc cops metropolitan pd you saw on that tape and some of the capitol police had nothing to do with any kind of setup in fact they were the victims of it as you can see in that clip law enforcement on the scene were completely overwhelmed and the body cam video shot throughout the day shows that you see cops repeatedly telling each other that leadership has failed them and that's true and that they've been quote set up watch this at 2 33 p.m a frustrated police at a regular speed this is this is body cam video of the cops all right the cops were set up as well folks Go ahead. Police officer can be heard venting about being, in his words, set up. They set up the They up. That's they what they did. They set up 64. Set up. Set up. Set up. And then they asked you to come. Two hours later. Then they asked you to come. They need everybody. Right away. Right away. We ain't got no mother. They set up. Cops know they were set up. At the same time, police officers discuss being unprepared for what they encountered. I didn't know we were coming up we were for this. I wanted to make sure we all had our masks. I didn't realize how bad. I, they shut us up to fail. They did. There was no way we were winning that. And you, now you got at least four platoons that are just gassed out. Yeah, literally. Because us, 54 doesn't have masks. Yeah. Well, remember, we're supposed to be rapid response just to buy time. For they, didn't, to come. they didn't come. They didn't ask for him. Wow, do you get that, folks? Do you understand what he just said? They gassed themselves, and there were supposed to be reinforcements, and the reinforcements never came. Why? Because it's an inside job. Why? They want to stop the election. They had to create a crisis. Go ahead. Yeah. Those aren't racist insurrections. Those are cops, and they know exactly what happened. They got set up, and so did a lot of people that day. It wasn't like federal authorities didn't know there was going to be a big demonstration. They knew very well. They've been talking about it for weeks. That's not a guess. It's proven. It's a fact. So they knew what was up. They'd been set up. 
Now, one of the protesters you may recognize from that day is a man called Jacob Chansley, often called the media the QAnon shaman. He's the guy with the painted face and horns. Now, the media repeatedly told us that he and Ashley Babbitt, the military veteran who was murdered that day, the unarmed woman who was shot to death by Michael Byrd, that he was a threat to public safety and completely out of control. But of course, the tape shows just the opposite, as does this documentary. When Metro PD made their way to the Senate floor and asked Chansley to leave, Chansley complied immediately. He thanked officers and said, quote, God bless you as he left. Watch this. Thank you for your patience. We love you. God bless you. That's what they said to the cops. Right. These are the racist insurrections. Jacob, Jacob Chansley did hard time in prison, but there he is telling cops he loves them as he walks peacefully unarmed out of the Senate chamber. Okay, you can stop there. Put that in the chat so you guys can watch watch more of it. Does this does this see we're winning, folks. We're winning. All of this stuff is coming out, getting ready to be exposed. Um, I got, I got more, I got more stuff, but I'm, I'll open it up. Somebody want to come in? Come on, come on in. This infuriates me. Hey, friends, you have got to share this stuff with your network. The media is dead. The media is dead. The media is dead. It's controlled. It's dead. We have to get this information out to our networks. They have to see this stuff. I'm going to tell you something. Most people who are in the middle are not watching Tucker Carlson. Sorry, they're not. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea what's happened. They're getting one side of it. Beware the government media complex, we were warned, right? My goodness. Brown cow, come on in, brown cow. Can you hear me now, Coach? Uh, a little bit, a little louder. Can you hear me? Yeah, vague, very okay. vaguely. Can, can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, listen. I just wanted to say I know what you. I, I listened carefully to what you just said, but Coach, we we had all the goods on Hillary. We've had the goods and the proof on so many. Every single one we had the Epstein. proof. Epstein. All we got I all the goods is, on Epstein. Yes. Yes. So my question is, we all know what's happening. We see what's happening. We just saw what you what you displayed. My question is this. Who is going to make the arrest? They will not arrest themselves. We got all the compromised alphabet agencies. Who's going to make the arrest? Well, there's, there it is, huh? Boom. <laughs> there's, there's the boom. There's the boom of the day. That's what we're dealing with, right? That's Ray Epps. Ray Epps doesn't get any time. None. And Bill Dunphy, 30 years. Sheila. Just looked at Bill Dunphy because I'm sharing it with a lot of my prayer groups. And so I wanted to make sure that I was spelling it correctly, speaking it correctly. If anyone gets a chance to look up the Politico, P-O-L-I-T-C-O, Politico article, you would be shocked and horrified to realize how they worded it. Hmm. He prayed through a megaphone in the morning. Nothing wrong with that. They go on to say that then they charged in and he was the leader because he was on the step. I mean, it's, it's horrible how they describe it. That's right. But that's what we have to come against is how they're describing what's happened. We have because to that's to where father. they're bringing up the lies and the appeal people believe father. it. Appeal to our father that the truth will come out. That's what we have to do. And we have to get it out. We have to get it out to your friends who right now believe there was an armed insurrection. To those who believe Bill Dunphy is guilty. To those who believe Isaac Yoder should be in jail. See, the media is on the side of the Luciferians, folks. It's so it's so obviously true. Obviously true. Linda, come on in. It's Mary Beth. Can you ch chat Sheila's? Can I watch? Let's see. 
Can you chat Sheila's political article? Politico. Try to find it. Somebody try to find that political article and put it in the chat for us. Clay, come on in. Then I'm well, going to go another people, direction here. Hang on a minute. Go ahead. I've had people come up and say thank you for going to January 6th. But out of, but but the people that have uh, scolded me for going and saying shame on you uh, three years ago, it doesn't matter how much of this stuff has came out. People don't want to humble themselves and admit when they're wrong. And I don't know if they're not seeing it or refusing to see it, but none of the people that said shame on you for going has come back and said, and said, I'm sorry I said that to you, I was wrong. And uh, as long as that keeps happening, uh, unless they get this stuff out in a big movie like Sound of Freedom all through the theaters, then I don't know how we're gonna get everybody on board with uh, realizing the truth. Uh, well, we got to do it word of mouth, man. So what we got to do, I got something else I'm going to show you here in a second. Spencer, I just forwarded something to you that I got from Craig, a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Come on in, Jack. Yeah, the question in the chat is to answer the brown cow, who does the arresting? It's it, the, the arresting officer is not the one that is making the charge. We make the charge and the arresting officer does the physical arrest. When I asked Larry Clayman, who was on his way that minute to go to D.C. to inspire the arrest of Barry Sotoro, when I asked him, okay, who will actually make the arrest? Well, I don't know. This is Larry Clayman, the multi-million dollar lawyer that was going to fix it all for us. I asked him, who would make the arrest? Well, I I don't know. I said, well, do you want to know? Well, not really. What do you mean you don't want to know? This is the problem. We don't want to drop the hammer. We they just don't want to do the dirty make work. The noise. We just they want to make the, the noise. It's Martin the Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this. Martin Luther said, history will have to record that the greatest tragedy of this period of social transition was not the strident clamor of the bad people, but the appalling silence of the good people. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. We are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality, tied in a single garment of destiny. Whatever affects one directly affects all indirectly. He who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetrate it. He who accepts evil without protesting against it, is really cooperating with it. Boy, amen. Boom. Boom. Hmm? The churches won't get involved. Churches won't get involved. It's, it's um, um, Okay, I'm going to switch gears. I only got 12 minutes left. I got to get this into you as well, okay? Spencer, pull up. Uh, I'm sorry to do this to you. No, I'm not. Pull up number five. Pull up number five. And I'm not going to take all the time to go on. How many of you guys know who uh, Brother Nathaniel is? Spencer, do this real quickly while I'm, while I'm speaking here. Just type in, go to Brother Nathaniel's website. Brother Nathaniel. Brother Nathaniel. He puts out videos every day. Brother Nathaniel is a former uh, Jew. And uh, he puts out videos all the time warning whoever will listen, of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Warns over and over. That's what his, vi- that's what his videos are constantly about. I can't believe you can't find it. Oh, geez. How can we can't find Brother Nathaniel? Because I want you to be able to see but Brother Nathaniel Kepler. That might be it. Anyway, I, I hate myself. I don't get every little... Forget it, Spencer. It's okay. So Alex Jones has Brother Nathaniel on his show yesterday, and Alex Jones melted like a ice cream cone on a hot day when Brother Nathaniel comes out and starts telling what's going on about the Ashkenazi Jews, those who say they are Jews and are not, and what's going on behind the scenes from a man who was trained in that, uh, I don't want to call it religion, in that environment. We'll put this in the chat. You can watch it. Where did I tell you to start this? Started at about 
I don't know, started anywhere, anywhere. Because Alex is interviewing uh, Brother Nathaniel, and Brother Nathaniel's telling him, hey, listen, it's these people who are not really Jews that are doing the whole thing. And Alex, oh, Alex doesn't want to be called anti-Semitic. It's very, very clear. Go ahead, give us a couple minutes of this, and then put it in the chat. Go a little bit in the next hour uh, to make sure he gets plenty of time. And so, Brother Nathaniel Kapner, you can start wherever you want here. I just thought you'd be interesting to have you on. So thank you for accepting the invitation. There's a war going on. And Sun Tzu says, in the art of war, you must know who the enemy is. Or we're shadow boxing, as St. Paul said. I know who the enemy is. I can go right to the Bible, and I can go to the book of the Apocalypse. And our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ said it twice. The synagogue of Satan. He said it twice. It's a synagogue. It's universal. It's collective. And it's evil. Jews are the enemy. They run everything in this country. But they run internationally all the Western governments through money. The famous saying, I'm sure you know it, Alex, by Mayor Amschel Rothschild, give me a control of a nation's money. And I care not who makes its laws. So the first thing Vivek has to do, if I'm pronouncing his name right, or Trump, which he won't because he's financed through all his real estate, through the banks, he can't do it, is to end the Fed. And I know Ron Paul, and I know his assistant, but we have to start with audit the audit the Fed, audit the Fed. Let's find out where the money is going. And who's ever the head of the CIA here has no clue where all the money is going internationally. I have some idea where it's going and who's doing it. If you and I did it, Alex, it would be counterfeit. But the Jews have the franchise to do counterfeit legally. That's my opening statement. Off the okay, cuff. you can stop right there. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. You can do whatever you want to with it. But you're going to find out that Alex Jones becomes an apologist. He becomes an apologist. He's against Brother Nathaniel, who was raised as an Orthodox Jew. Folks, listen to me. He will tell you those are Jews and are not Jews. They are not Jews. He calls them Zionists. Zion. Well, I'm making some of you nervous. Making this. Uh, Zionism owns all the systems. That's what that's what, what Brother Nathaniel will tell you in this about 35, 40-minute interview. You can like it or you can lump it. Here's a guy raised in it. And it talks about, folks, are you ready? The Federal Reserve System. And what did the Federal Reserve System do? The Federal Reserve System gave to them a, a non-government entity the power to regulate our money. Regulate our money. When Jesus went into the temple, who was Jesus mad at? The money changers. The money changers. Some things have never changed. And are you going to call Brother Nathaniel anti-Semitic? See, that hat doesn't fit on him. They can't call him that. He is one. If you watched all throughout the interview, Alex will not mention Zionism. He won't mention it. Alex keeps saying, oh, you know, some, there's some really good Jews. Well, we're all saying there's really good Jews. We all say that. They're really good Jews, right? The guys who are in charge of the government, the Ashkenazi, Kazarian they're not good guys. <laughs> Mossad. Yes, uh, Mossad. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so there it is. Swallow it. Do whatever you want to with it. I don't care whether you agree with it or not. And don't call me anti-Semitic. I'm pro-truth. Jeff Klein, come on in and Sheila. Go, Jeff. Coach, real quick. Last night, I had a guy stop in my car lot. He's running for our local sheriff's spot. He ran four years ago. Didn't make it because the good old boys club keeps the regular sheriff in. The yeah. commissioners, all of them. And he was telling me, oh, Bill Purcell that beat me in a commissioner race, threw him under the bus from one of their meetings. He, they are all set up to keep Sheriff Schaefer here in Knox County. And then one of the people asked him to set him up. And I don't know how they meant this, but they asked me, he said, listen, Mr. Weckeser, 
if we if somebody was to change the constitution and make new rules would you follow the new rules or the constitution and so he shared with me a little bit and i said because he's up against a battle trying to fight this republican establishment the party that wants the, the same old sheriff and i said listen to me he spent fifty thousand on the last election all his savings four years ago i said don't do them same stupid games again I said, the people are looking for a man with a spine to stand up against these idiots. And he is a rough and tough guy. Canine dogs and trains. You know what I mean? Sheriff. He's the local cop there in Danville, the chief. So they're against him. But he was stopped in last night. So we're putting a game plan together. Let me know when these meetings are taking place and the Republican committees against him. It was all crazy. Amen. Hey, everything's local, man. Things right, Randy. Anti-Semitism. What did Andy put in? Randy put in chat. He said anti-Semitism is the psyop that cancels every time we try to speak up against what's really going on. They call you uh, anti-Semitic. You're a Jew hater if you speak the truth. Come on in, Sheila. That's because they do have to control everything. Where we're at is there's three scriptures in Amos, and in Acts, and in Revelation. They say they are Jew, but they are not. They're globalists, folks. They're They're globalists. They tabernacle with Moloch. They made their own star and they worship it. And that's the star of Rempan that's on the Israel flag. The Hebrew Israelites were not allowed to return. So where we're at is that that's what they're doing. Now, there's another structure. There are 72 chiefs of Babel that are running the lending and the finances globally. And this information is known by key people across this nation, and no one has ever, ever discussed it, talked about it, brought up the information, the structure of what they're doing, because that has to be broken. 72 Mm. chiefs of Babel, Ashkenazis, Khazarians, all the way back to the Tartarians, the sons, Mm. grandsons, great-grandsons of Noah, were Canaanite from the mother's side and married Canaanite women. So we have been dealing with this from the very beginning after the ark landed and everyone in the churches feels it's a fairy tale. They don't realize it's a fairy tale, but they're listening to it and saying how wonderful it was when the ark landed because the Canaanites were taken out with the flood. They were not. It's the same as the promised land. They didn't go in. Joshua and Caleb did. We listen to fairy tales in the fellowships and carry the fairy tales. And we're living in fairy tales because we don't understand the truth. Amen. Randy, Randy. Hey, look, I'm not, look, hang on a minute. I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm not anti-Israel. None of that, none of that stuff, folks. I just, my eyes are open and I see what's going on. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, I love the Jews because I know who the Jews are, Coach. People that don't, they love, they love people that call themselves Jews because they don't know the difference. Okay, good. That's okay. We forgive them. But Coach Cliff High says this. I heard this two or three years ago out of his mouth. Now, he's a little rough around the edges, but the man is a sharp, sharp man and he knows a lot. But he said this, he said, the operation we're doing on the earth right now, what God's doing, he's not even an outspoken Christian, may not even be one. But he says, it is to remove Moloch off the earth. Coach, this is what Sheila's alluding to here. Moloch is the, is the entity, the, the spiritual cover for all the Rothschilds, all the big top globalists. A lot of the Zionists are atheists, but they, they practice the satanic stuff to keep the power keep up their power to control. Randy, this is a very good question to ask people. Uh, does anybody know anyone out there who's a Christian, but not really? Anybody, anybody know any of those? Do you ever run into anybody say, I was born a Methodist, I was born whatever, and they would tell you that they're Christian. But you and I know they're not. They're not. Why do we think that everyone who is of Jewish lineage, why do we think they're any different than the, than the phony cultural Christian. Why do we why, why don't we realize what's going on here? This, in my opinion, is Alex Jones, I'm sorry, uh, Brother Nathaniel tries to make it clear over and over. Zionism, Zionist, not Jew, we're using that word, Zionist, 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 Zionist. 
And by the way, I have a lot of friends in Congress. Boom. Sorry, a lot to chew on today. Share this stuff. Share this stuff. See you tomorrow.